Liberal MP Anthony Housefather has been front and center among many MPs from the three major parties in terms of dressing down, questioning, and trying to get answers from Hockey Canada executives. It hasn't been an easy process. There's been a lot of obfuscation. There's been a lot of delay. There's been a lot of quote-unquote ragging the puck. Let's get the perspective of Anthony Housefather after yesterday's mass resignations from the Hockey Canada board and their president and CEO on Toronto Today. Anthony, it's great to have you back on Toronto Today. Thank you for making the time. Uh, great to be with you, Greg. And the winds of change have taken <laughs> Hockey Canada. They have that, yeah. Is this a, how How would you put it? What was your emotion? Um, because, you, you know, you're, you're allowed to do things practically as a politician, but you must have looked and said, okay, breathe deeply. We can begin anew. And it's really important now, the steps that uh, that this organization, if it's to remain the same organization, make going forward. Absolutely. I mean, they made, uh, I think, a horrible strategic mistake in the testimony they gave to the Heritage Committee last week. It was completely misreading the situation, which was a continual pattern at Hockey Canada. And Skinner and Brenda Moore's testimony eventually led to sponsors pulling out, federations withdrawing, pretty much universal condemnation, and sort of forced the situation on them where they all had to go. Um, And now... I mean, it's a really positive step, but we need to see, for example, who is going to be on the interim management committee that Hockey Canada is putting in place. Is it going to be new people, a diverse group of people, people who want to change the sport? Or is it going to be all the people that were associated with Scott Smith, who were still at the management of Hockey Canada, who were part of the problem that existed in the culture? So, so that is important. And then we have to look at who will the new board be? Will the nominating committee go on to nominate hockey insiders, um, or will they bring a more diverse group of people in, uh, including, for example, people who have been women's medal, gold medalists, mm-hmm. uh, people like Sheldon Kennedy, people like Brock McGillis, people you know, who have been fighting for change in hockey? Yeah, I think those three names, Sheldon Kennedy, uh, Brock McGillis, uh, who played in the OHL, later came out uh, as a gay man, but it was very difficult for him to do doing it. And Haley Wickenheiser, who spoke out last week, she'd been kind of quiet about it, but uh, someone popped a mic in front of her and she's always been outspoken and, and was able to speak her mind freely on Thursday night. I think that that may have moved the needle a considerable amount when someone like Haley Wickenheiser says, oh, there's no question we need considerable change, that maybe that moves the needle in a way that, that we underestimated at the time. Yeah, well, what I've heard um, from, you know, from people who, who, who've been associated with the women's team is that you know, sending Scott Smith out to present the gold medals at the World Championships drove a real like, stake in the heart of a lot of people, right? The women's team had been strong in coming out against the culture at Hockey Canada. They made a pretty significant statement. Uh, and, then, and then when they win the gold medal, they send out Scott Smith to present it. Yeah, and I thought about that. I would also say uh, they are adults, and they don't have to. You know, they, they don't have to. You know, shake his hand. They don't like it, like. There's a choice to make there too. That that at least one of the one of the women could have said, "I'm not taking my medal from him," or just just not sort of lowering themselves down and letting him present it over their neck. But that's sort of a you know a signatory moment. That's neither here nor there, I suppose, at this point. No, no, it's not. I, think, I just think it was symbolic of the tone deafness at Hockey Canada. Sure. And, and, you know, having represented Canada in sport and swimming, like, I, I wouldn't have ever done that. Like, I, I just sort of think when you're up, we're actually there doing it, you, you've got to be as magnanimous as possible. So I, I don't fault or, you know, I'm not surprised that, that none of the women actually did that. You know, it, it, it's, it, it's neither here nor there. I just think now it's time for a new era at Hockey Canada, and let's hope 
let's hope they've listened and let's hope that happens. I think it's not dissimilar. I think you and I talked about this too, the decision of, of Canada soccer to play Iran in Vancouver, also a toned F1. I know you spoke out about it. The prime minister spoke out about it. And like when you go to Qatar for the World Cup, you got to play where the World Cup is. You got to play who is there, but you don't have to make your own calls and play Iran in Vancouver. Similar to, you're right, Hockey Canada doesn't have to have, that was almost a defiant statement to have Scott Smith there saying, oh, guess who's going to give them the gold medal? Me. <laughs> Amidst all these questions and controversy, I'm still doing it. There, that's, yeah. that's tone deaf to, to the nth degree. A hundred percent agree with you. And, and, and now that we're moving on to our study on safe sport and other sports as well as hockey, I mean, Soccer Canada is one of the sports that's come up a number of times mm-hmm. along with bobsled and skeleton, along with gymnastics, you know, and some others in terms of sports we need to look at in terms of the entire culture. Anthony Housefather is our guest on Toronto today on 640 Toronto. My understanding yesterday from sources is Scott Smith refused to quit and he wanted to be fired so that there would be a severance uh, payment. You asked a question on your social media yesterday as to whether severance was paid to Smith. Do you think you'll get that answer sooner rather than later? I think we'll, we'll ask for it because, because I think it's a question of being transparent. I don't begrudge the idea that if Scott Smith in his employment contract you know, had a clause that was a reasonable clause that was in line with industry standards in terms of termination that he gets a payment. But Hockey Canada needs to be clear about that. And, and, and in fact, like, like if you think about it, right, I mean, to terminate Scott Smith for cause, while, you know, many of us would think that there were abundant potential reasons, Andrea Skinner in her testimony last week gave him an A. So, so that pretty much would have negated Hockey Canada's board's ability to say, hey, Mr. Smith, uh, you, 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 we have cause to terminate you, and the chairman of the board gave him an A in public. Um, you know, I, I, I really think, though, we need to make sure there was no you know, incredible balloon payment or one that hadn't been previously negotiated in his employment agreement that was suddenly given out to him. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. The timing of those of those contracts is uh, is is, you know, it's very important and prudent to check those things out. Someone who didn't testify last week was the president CEO of Hockey Canada for 16 years through a lot of their big years, but also through years where a lot of questions has to come up as to as to things happening in hockey's culture specifically as well. He's the president CEO during um, what happened at the Halifax uh, World Juniors, and that's Bob Nicholson. He works for the Edmonton Oilers right now. He didn't show up last week. Do, does your committee still have interest in speaking to him, and can you still do that? Oh, so, so, so Bob Nicholson has been summoned. Bob Nicholson is going to have to appear before the committee, and we didn't invite him at the same time as Brenda Moore and Skinner. We wanted two hours only mm-hmm. with Brenda Moore and Skinner. Nicholson is going to have his own meeting. The reaction to Andrea Skinner, you've seen it in uh, in the public eye. Uh, there are some people that feel empathy for her. There are some people that thought she made a, a horrible first impression. Do you look at, at do you look at her and, and view her at all as a scapegoat, or do you say, nah, you know what you're getting into? They're your words. You're a lawyer. We didn't pluck you off the street. How do you view it? Because I've never, I've never seen Canadians unite and say someone really. We all have bad days in front of the camera and the microphone. We all do. But that was that was to the again, I'll use the phrase nth degree for a lot of Canadians in terms of how they felt she was able to read the room. Yeah, I mean, I, I think she made a very poor choice. Number one, by being remote and not being in the room to see everybody. Number two, being associated. She was in the room with Hockey Canada's lawyer, who's the same lawyer that I think has offered them horrible advice multiple times 
um, who seem to be feeding her answers. Um, I think you could have empathy for Andrea Skinner, who I think I'm sure in person is a very nice person who was trying to do her best um, with a very bad decision, uh, you know, recognizing she made a very bad decision that she went along with or agreed with um, all of the lines that Hockey Canada was taking, basically blaming the press, blaming its accusers um, and accepting no fault, that which was tone deaf. Um, and she articulated that, and, and she chose to do so. Nobody forced her to do that. She could have resigned from the board if she hadn't agreed with that line of, of response. Anthony Housefather is our guest on Toronto Today on 640 Toronto. One more for you. So much of this uh, has been in conversation, and, and you know it'll be one of the, the painful things that gets us to positive change, and that's the case itself in London, Ontario. There's still eight NHL players um, that are accused of, of doing something that's quite egregious to um, a woman, and police in London are looking right now, a second time around, I should point out, to see if there's criminal charges they could lay. That may happen, they may not. Do you think we need to still know more about what happened in that room? Do you think we will find out more about what happened in that room in the months to come? I mean, I think I, I think it's inevitable that we're going to find out more. I think it is up to the London police as to whether or not there's sufficient evidence to lay charges. That is not a question for politicians or, no. or, or for any of us. Um, and, and I do think that it is important that we, you know, that, that we better understand the whole context of what happened because it seems so bizarre, right? That, you know, the Hockey Canada, again, I, I'm looking at it from the Hockey Canada perspective. They claim to, you know, have no information about who was involved. They claim to have no idea if the story is true or not. Yet they pay out potentially millions of dollars to somebody in a matter of a couple of weeks without having properly investigated and without having required the players to participate in their own investigation. And then, of course, they put the players who were not involved in a horrible situation by settling because it implies that they did something wrong. Um, you know, they, they, they serve the woman's purposes very badly. They serve the players' purposes very badly. Yeah. And, and I think really that's a Hockey Canada issue. Um, on, on the issue of the criminal charges, that's totally up to police. Anthony, thanks so much for the time today, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll keep uh, staying in touch with you on this front. It's really important now, especially building up foundation up uh, to get this right with this organization. Thanks for doing, uh, doing this, pleasure, uh, this morning. Thank you so much. Anthony Housefather uh, is Liberal MP for Mount Royal.